Hello. I'm moving the candle right away. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> the I feel candle like it, was in the same it, spot it was last week. That's where it is. It belongs there. That's not like your area. It's a, I belong here. I don't know that you do. You're not in this room all the time. I belong here, not the candle. Because I'm not into the candle. Well, I mean, here. that sounds like a personal problem. That's not. I can't have a, You know I'm left-handed, so I a gesture with my left hand. I never think about you being left-handed. You should always think about me it being left-handed. It never comes up in my head. I'm sorry. Remember, guys, we lived in a house with two... Two straight guys and Matt Palmer was the only right-handed person in this house. That Fun fact true. about uh, us, I guess. <laughs> That's yeah, true. You, you were. What was it like to be outnumbered? I again never thought about oh, it. Oh, you were also. It was. We were also like the three white guys. So I guess you were outnumbered. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was outnumbered in several facets, not just handedness. Wow. Wow. What a life you lead. I know. Poor me. <laughs> Pray for me, y'all. It's and not you, easy. You're special. Well, not the right-handedness. I guess you're not special because of that. I I like that I'm right-handed. I, I feel like that's nice. You know, it's what people are. You know, things are made for me. No, no shade. Yeah, things are hard for me. Okay. I mean, you got a left-handed guitar. You're working through it. I do have a left-handed guitar. How's that going, by the way? I don't hear any plucking. Oh, I don't do it when you're here. Oh, right. I forget about you and the instruments. You know, I'm shy when it comes Jesus. to my musicality. I don't. I mean, you'll sing while I'm here. Of course. Well, yeah. that's musical. Yeah. Why is it instruments that's specifically different? I don't know. I think it's because I have less control over mm. that. Like, you know, I can control my voice more easily than I can control my little fingers. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a choice. <laughs> it's hard out there for both of us is the moral of this story. I guess so. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. Oh, you, I seem like you almost forgot your name. No, I was just thinking. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, what is my name? What is it's, my name? It's Matt I think it's Palmer. Matt as well. <laughs> uh, it is, isn't it? Um, so it's been another week. Yes. Matt Palmer, what did you do this week? What did I do this week? I mean, it's we really started the moving process. I know. Um, the books in the living room are, well, half of the books in the living room are gone. Matt Palmer's books. Yes. And DVDs <laughs> and everything. It's all just my stuff. It's now. true. I've started like packing up boxes, thinking of things that like, okay, if I have to be here for another like week and a half, two weeks. Weeks, I don't want all my walls to be so barren if I don't have to make them, you know? And, like, mm. I obviously need things in the kitchen. I don't need my clothes. So I'm thinking, what can I begin packing that I won't miss so much of? And I was like, oh, this my half of the media center, obviously. <laughs> the the media center. Media center, darling, yes. And then also uh, the Christmas stuff. It's like, we're not going to be putting that up in the next two weeks. So It's true. Got that in the box. And uh, a couple board games I don't anticipate playing in the next week and a half. So that process has started. We bought a refrigerator that is going to be on its way to our new apartment over the week. Weekend and um, yeah, it's it's really the ball starting to roll. Buying a refrigerator is like a huge step to adulthood. I know, and something disgusting that they do in LA is like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. apartments don't come with a refrigerator. Yes, and that is unacceptable. Everyone we've lived in has. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, because like when we were, whenever we apartment <laughs> search, yes, like we've always been like. It doesn't have fridge? No. no. No interest. But this one, it was like, so it was very nice. And then we got there. There was a fridge there that they were like, we could sell this to you. But the fridge was just like a dinky old black fridge. I'm like, I don't even like this fridge. Why would I buy something I didn't like? So I was like, no, just do whatever you want with that fridge. If we're going to get it, if we're going to have a fridge that I have to pay money for, I want it to be nice. Exactly. So it's a French store, like stainless steel moment, uh, has a little ice maker at the bottom and all the freezer drawers at the bottom as well. You know, kind of the classy new ones. You know? Oh my goodness. I know. Gracious. We love that. You are such a grown up. It's true. It's speaking of, and I don't know if this is the right format, make sure that you turn the gas and power on because they're turning off on the 8th if you don't turn them on. <laughs> And so I sent you that email. Yes, I didn't get a response. I got it. I looked. Okay. And, and I will. Don't forget. I'm serious. I won't forget. Okay. Jesus God. I'll I'm be worried fine. about you. You know, I'll I be... took care of the utilities. Yes, you are. You took care of the emotional labor of the apartment. I did. I am an adult. It's true. I can figure it out. I I'll, know. I'll call the people. Just don't forget. I won't forget. <laughs> I'll just bring it oh up again God. next week, just in case. I get worried. Oh, he's worried about me so much, guys. It's so cute. Now, when, now that he's leaving me, he's like pushing me out of the nest. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's finally time. You are in your mid-30s. So. I am in my early 30s. Ah, Thank you very much. Are we calling that early? A th- I guess a three is a mid-early a- 30 moment. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I guess you're solidly in your 30s. I am in my 30s. Yes. yes. Let's say that. Exactly. <laughs> Matt Steele, how was your week? My week was nice. So I went right from my coming home from Chicago uh, to my uh, good friend Cecilia. Uh-huh. Uh, flew out from, she lives in New Jersey mm-hmm. slash New Yorkish, um, And she is going to be in a production of uh, Kismet at, in Santa Barbara. Directed Amazing. by uh, Mr. Lonnie Price from Merrily We Roll Along. Hey, Lonnie. Hey, Lonnie. <laughs> you should know, Lonnie. You said you wanted to watch that Merrily We Roll Along documentary. Did I say that? You it did. Say. Good. Was it a trailer I saw? Yeah, it was about like Merrily We Roll Along and like all the kids were all in the Broadway show and it. You, you said you wanted to watch it. Well, he was in it, and he's directing this production of Kismet that she is going to be in. Okay. So she uh, flew out to L.A. to you know see me. Yeah. Um, and I have a couple meetings out here, and so she stayed with me for several days. Yeah. We did cool things. We um, I saw my first theatrical pre- production. Mm. It wasn't a theatrical production of a show. It was just a comedy show. Hey, but it's you still know, something. there was a stage and an audience and I was there masked up. Good for uh, you. And it was at the Largo. It was Oh, uh, yes, I've been there. Yeah, it was Sarah Silverman and Friends. So oh, it was Sarah she, Silverman was the headliner and she had a couple other comedians there. Is Cecilia a Sarah Silverman fan? Yeah, she's a, I mean, I guess she's a comedy fan okay. all in general. So nice. we had a good time and uh yeah, we watched some television, mm-hmm. we ate lots of food. Love that. Um and yeah, it was a nice time. I'm trying totally. to think of what. Oh, and then uh, uh, Sunday, yesterday, yes. my friend Megan came over and we watched the two parts of the Tony Awards. <laughs> did you, how much of the second part did you watch? Because the second part didn't start until three hours later over okay. here. <laughs> Girl, tell me about it. Yeah. CBS. Get your shit together Uh-oh. because it was live on Paramount Plus. The actual awards stream was live on Paramount Plus. I was watching it at 4 p.m. with right. Megan. And when Megan showed up, I was like, I have bad news that I just discovered. The awards section is live on Paramount Plus, but the the Tony Awards Broadway's Back concert that mm. is airing on CBS is not live. So we have a three hour space like in bet- break in between. That makes no sense. Like, why wasn't it live? I don't know. And so she's a teacher. She lives in Pasadena. So she's like, I'm not staying for that. (laughs) (laughs) And and so um, we just like got dinner and she left and she's watching that on her own time. Fair. Um, But yeah. Well, I mean, that goes into our first news story of the week. Matt Steele, please tell us what happened to the Tonys because I did not watch one second of it. I did. No, I watched uh, Jennifer. I watched two minutes and 20 seconds of Jennifer Holiday's and I'm telling you performance. Why two minutes and 20 seconds? Because you can't. I couldn't find the full version on YouTube. And so I just watched like a Twitter video link. That's devastating. The full version isn't on YouTube yet. No, you'd think that they'd put it up. You would think they would put it up because it was fucking insane and fucking great. Like. Uh, the fact that this woman I know is still singing that song in the original key and just still just just killing it and every she, time. She won in 1982? 1982 was Dream Girls and wow. she was 22 I believe. Oh my god. Yes, and she looks great and she is just Knocking it out of the park every si- growling it out, growling it out. That jaw is going in every <laughs> direction. That jaw hit me in the goddamn face and gave me a black eye. Remember when she sang it with Jessica Sanchez on American Idol? Oh yes, I do. That was a moment. I know. <laughs> that was a moment. They were singing it like at each other. Iconic. I saw her sing it live. Did and it you? Was just like, yes. Back in oh god, I don't know, 2008. I want to mm. say I saw like the Philly Pops and she sang "I Am Changing" and and I'm telling you, I'm not going and. It was Jennifer Holiday singing? Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not going. It was just excellent, and I'm so surprised that they just had it on the the uh, awards section, like that right. it wasn't on the Broadway's back concert because right. that was something to feature. Mm. Like, god damn! Like, yeah. you know, there were wonderful moments, like obviously Audra McDonald and Brian Stokes Mitchell singing "Wheels of a Dream" again, and like the uh, Chris and Chenna with Adina Menzel singing "For Good" and Adam Pascal and. Uh, Anthony Rapp singing What You Own and everything like Uh these amazing things coming back it's like how about Jennifer Holiday on that CBS thing you know maybe she was just like "Mm, it's a little late (laughs) (laughs) maybe she was like I've got a bedtime I'll just perform at the earlier version I don't know were there any other performances during the telecast like the live there were some great performances like uh, uh, Ali Stroker oh yes um, colleague our our classmate (laughs) yes classmate like my classmate yeah yeah your year but my program yes Uh, she uh, sang What I Did for Love Jennifer Nettles who my brother stands hardcore sang a beautiful rendition of Anyone Can Whistle Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it was it was a lovely ceremony like obviously like 
Danny Burstein finally won a Tony Award, and that who, was who is Danny Burstein? Danny Burstein's a big Broadway actor. Oh, okay. Um, he's been nominated seven times and never won. Oh. Um, so he finally won. Like a Susan Lucci. I mean, Susan Lucci was nominated <laughs> a few more times. <laughs> Danny Burstein has, doesn't have 19 Tony nominations, right. but you know, one day. Um, and you know, he thanked he talked about his wife Rebecca Luker, who obviously passed away in December with mm. uh, from ALS. Awful. Um, and so that was really great. Lois Smith won Best Featured Actress in a Play, and mm. she became the oldest uh, person to win a Tony Award for an acting great. Uh, uh, performance. She Love was. It. She's ninety years old. Shit. I know. I mean, to be fair, when she was in the show The Inheritance, she was probably eighty-eight. Right. <laughs> so two years prior, but uh, but still good. Ninety for her. when she won. I know. And Aaron Tveit. Aaron Tveit. <laughs> more than beat all the competition. Beat all the competition. I mean, it was. I was really nervous. That would have been. I know. <laughs> he was the only nominee, and so basically, due to like the Tony voting rules, mm. uh, voters had to vote. Do you vote for Aaron Tveit? Yes or no? And I think it was he had to get 60% yes. There's no way over 40% of the people would say no. That's just so mean. It's so mean. mean. And I just wonder what would, how would they have gone about it if it happened? Right. Like I didn't want to think about it because that would be horrible. They just opened it and the card was blank. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, like would it say no? no? Would it just be blank? Like would they just say, the Tony Award doesn't go to anyone. Thank you. <laughs> like, like that would. Have yeah, been I need so that awkward. alternate universe. I bet that would be even more awkward for you than the whole La La Land oh. uh, Moonlight thing. Oh, it it kind of would. <laughs> it would be because that's more pointed. That's yes. like, and then it'd be like pan to Aaron. Yes. <laughs> like, let's see what he's thinking. What is he thinking? Iconic. We need to live in that alternate universe where that no, happens. Uh, I, I know. <laughs> I just <laughs> that alternate universe is too stressful. It's too stressful to live in this universe they, with the whole Moonlight La La Land hey, dilemma. They might not have COVID there. <laughs> oh, that's true. Right? They I might mean, not have COVID, but they would have more Best Leading Actor in a Musical nominees oh, because COVID wouldn't have shut down Broadway before more shows could open. Valid. These are all good points. <laughs> yeah. So Moulin Rouge uh, won Best Musical. Okay. And a bunch of awards, uh, like all I was about to say, all the musicals won some awards, but yeah. um, there, there were only three. <laughs> um, but but yeah, Jag Pill won something. Jag Little Pill won best uh, featured actress in a musical for Laura Patton and uh, best book of a musical for Diablo Cody. Oh, so Lanniston win one. Well, Alanis wouldn't have been nominated for. Oh, any of it they wouldn't have given her like a. I wonder if she was a producer. If she, well, it's not. An orig- it's not an original <laughs> score written for the score, stage, and it's really great. Okay, uh, <laughs> I don't think it qualifies for Whatever. an original score, but uh, maybe bullshit. she was a producer on. Yeah. She might have been a producer on it. So if it won Best Musical, maybe she would be a Tony winner. But it didn't win, so she doesn't get one. And, <laughs> uh, and Tina won Best Leading Actress in a Musical. What's Tina? Tina. It's about Tina Turner. Oh, great! Yeah. So and Adrian Warren is excellent. Like, whew. really? Oh, watch any video of her, and you're like, God damn, I'm out of shape. Shit. Like she's insane. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I enjoyed the ceremonies. Yeah. Especially that three hour intermission in between. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. Was Big Brother on while the three hour intermission? It was. was yes, yes, but but I didn't watch it because I went out to dinner with. Oh Megan. right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I had a a lovely time, and Great. we're all happy. Broadway is back. Welcome back, Broadway. Welcome back, Welcome Broadway. Welcome back. I mean, enough people are saying, Broadway is back. I know, people could just keep saying it. Broadway but it's is like, back, Broadway is back. it back? <laughs> it's slowly coming back. It's one back. of those things, if you like say it enough, it becomes true. It becomes true. It'll be yeah. true. This point next year, Broadway will be fully back. Sure. Jesus Christ, hopefully. <laughs> I know. I mean, knock on wood. Um, I Speaking of things I did not watch, <laughs> uh, I have not seen the second Britney Spears Hulu FX documentary that came out on Friday entitled uh, Controlling Britney Spears. Uh, you didn't watch it. I didn't know it existed. Uh- what? <laughs> Yes, it came out. There was a follow-up. There's going to be a new Netflix one, which I'm sure you saw the trailer for, Britney versus Spears. Like, there are documentaries coming out. Did not know a trailer dropped <laughs> for this. So, like, where have I been? I don't I've know. I've been with Cecilia. You have been with I've Cecilia. Been, I've been doing a lot of things with her and, and watching the 12-hour Tony Awards. Yes. So, the big story that came out of controlling Britney Spears was essentially a deep dive into her, quote-unquote, security, who Mr. Spears, Jamie, had had... Uh, bugging her 
um, like her bedroom. Stop. And uh, tapping her phone. Stop. And like making sure to have recorded. Like there are recordings that this guy who has left the company has played for the people making it being like, oh, yes, no, this was all recorded without her knowledge. And like 180 hours of audio footage of Britney Spears just living her life being reported back to Jamie Spears. Stop. Oh, my horrifying, God. Horrifying. So, I mean, Matthew Rosengart has, of course, said things. Mr. Spears has crossed unfathomable lines. Why there are there's no evidence that allegations warrant serious investigation, certainly by Miss Spears. And among other things, California is a two party consent state, which Taylor Swift taught us after that whole Kim Kardashian, Kanye West thing. Yes. Uh, as a result, these deeply disturbing allegations, Mr. Spears will inevitably be focused over the next several days and weeks in defending his own interests, not his daughter's yet again. So I guess I, the thing is, I was almost like, is there more we need to do about this? Is there more we need to watch? But now that I hear what it's about, it's like, I'm going to watch this. I guess. Yeah. It's just like, fuck. Fuck. Poor Brittany. I'm exhausted. I, it's just like, also, how many document? like, I feel like there are going to be documentaries coming out about this for years and years and years, like years after she's out of the conservatorship, which feels like it could happen in two days. They're having a court hearing in two days. And Jamie and Matthew Rosengard have both filed petitions to end the conservatorship so it could be over in two days but these document documentaries about this 13 year period of her life are going to be coming out for a while oh my god i'm i i'm exhausted but i'm ready i mean i'm exhausted but i will stay awake for this and there was a more uh, in-person interviews with felicia her beloved assistant who Mm -hmm. we all stand and basically she goes into more detail about how You know, she was told very strongly by Britney's team, stay away from Britney, stay away from Britney. And she's like, oh, God, was Britney mad at me? Like, I don't know what I did. I can't believe this. I have to stay away from her on this tour. And they ran into each other by accident, like in backstage of the tour. And Britney runs up to her and gives her a giant hug. And it's like, where have you been? I miss you so much. Oh, my God. Like, I think they were trying to turn us against each other. And it's like, of course they were. Because you are a good person. Like, why would you like what is Felicia going to do? Why would you want to turn, like, do, you, do you just want this woman to be as isolated as possible so you can continue controlling her every move and thought and feeling? Uh, it's it's I mean again I've even watched this and I'm mad I can't I can't handle this I'm gonna watch it um I um I was talking to a friend of mine at my friend Lauren's wedding Mm. and uh, she was a very big fan of Pablo Lorraine's movie Jackie Mm. Pablo Lorraine is now coming out with Spencer yes and it's basically it seems very much like Jackie like an ethereal like wandering out around a woman going through this really insanely tragic moment right and it's it seems very Dramatic and everything And so <laughs> Apparently people are like This should be like a trilogy mm. And people are like Oh they should do one About Hillary Clinton mm. and, But some other people Are like no They should do one About Britney Spears I've heard that <laughs> Talked about <laughs> like, Which would you rather see As a Britney fan And a Hillary fan oh, Which I, one you had to pick I would love it If it was a movie Of them both <laughs> Somehow meeting and going through their dilemmas in an mm. alternate universe. All right, and and they, they become friends. I'd love it if Hillary and Brittany were friends. <laughs> like, okay, this has now gone off the rails. I don't know what this movie is. <laughs> a great one. That's what it fucking. I is. I mean, would I see it? Of course. Oh my god. I don't know that it would get greenlit beforehand. <laughs> um, in more legal news, this is less depressing and and better for all of us. R. Kelly was found guilty on all charges of sex trafficking. Good. So federal trial found guilty. He has not been sentenced yet. He faces a possible sentence of 10 years to life in prison. So 10 years to life. That's a big span of time. Right? (laughs) So we're going to see what happens. But like, I believe there were 11 victims that were on stand, including a male person. So, oh my God. This person's a monster. I'm glad that justice is being served there. It gives me hope in the legal system, which you know is hard to have these days. But maybe. Good things can happen and bad yeah. people can be punished. I hope I saw an article about the first person who accused him of this. And this was like oh, decades ago. Mm. And I, I can't imagine what that person. I mean, is. well, this is a story I was going to talk about later. But did you see that um, Nicki Minaj's husband's um, victim was on the reel? No. And had a big, long interview talking about the sexual assault that occurred to her at the hands of Kenneth Petty. I know nothing about Nicki Minaj's husband's uh, Well, I'm not going to go into it because I think it could be triggering for some listeners, but you should watch. It's a very harrowing tale about when she was still in high school and 
this happened to her. And a lot of it is focused on the only reason it was really brought up and Nikki is really brought into it besides the fact that she has married him is that she has made numerous attempts to pay this woman off. Like has called her directly and been like, do you want like to be flown out here and like your daughter can meet me and like blah, blah, blah. And your I'll daughter pay- can exactly. meet like, me. I'm all good on that. Thank you. Yeah. Like. I will pay you a bunch of money. I, your daughter can meet me. Like, whatever you need to do so we can make this go away so you can clear his name and he can get off this list, blah, blah, and every time, which is stronger than me because who knows how much money she's being offered, but every time she's like, no, I don't want anything from Good you. Good for her. I will never be silenced because what he did was wrong and he should be held accountable for Good his action. Good for her. Good for her. Um, sorry, let me look up her. Her name is, oh gosh, I think I ha- I'll get her name because she deserves to have a name of her own. I, again, will not go into details about what happening, happened to her because it could be triggering, but it is truly awful and I'm glad that she is getting her voice heard. But of course now the barbs are coming after her. And like, oh, barbs, come it's like, on. shut the fuck up. Like, it's this is enough. Like, you're either on the right side of history or, or the wrong one. And like, to be team Kenneth Petty, you're not even being team Nicki Minaj. She's just married to this person for, for what? What does that do for you? Yeah. Like, can we not just believe victims and believe the survivors? So, yes, there's a lot going on there. Um, but in more talk show news, that was strange but less harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> What happened on The View? <laughs> uh, so, like, in the middle of, or, like, in the middle, slightly near the beginning-ish of Friday's episode when they uh, were supposed to interview the vice president, Kamala Harris, um, uh, suddenly the producer was like, uh, I'm going to need Anna and Sonny to uh, leave, exit that way um, as soon as possible. I saw that video, and I could not believe they did that on air. I know. It was crazy. No, and like the fact that they handled it so well, like they were just like, okay, I we're know. getting up, we're getting up, and then they had Joy Behar like riff with um, Sarah, <sighs> yes. and and Joy was and Joy was you know very much like I am, uh, you know I'm going to tell you everything that's happening. It seems like uh, Sunny and uh, um, Anna had positive COVID test mm. results, and so. Uh, it's just going to be the two of us interviewing Whoa. the vice president. And Wild. so obviously Kamala Harris couldn't come out on stage. She you know, had to be interviewed from backstage right. and everything. So that was kind of awkward. But I mean, they did what they needed to do, I guess. And then later that day, it came out that they were false positives. Yeah. That they didn't actually have COVID. I know. And I watched the clip from The View today, obviously mm. doing my push-ups. It's <laughs> uh, the weirdest tradition you have. And, uh, uh, you know, Sunny was very upset. She was like, I'm just very upset that it was revealed um, so early mm. um, and live on air because, you know, my husband found out that way and he was in the middle oh, of surgery because her husband's like a surgeon. So he oh, had to be gosh. yanked from surgery because he could have been oh, positive. Gosh. My kids had to be yanked from school and mm. all this stuff. And, and so I, I can't imagine what that was like. She's like, totally. I wish we just had more privacy when it came to mm. that, you know, understandable. Yeah. So, but I mean, and, and she, but she was like, you know, if there's one person to test positive with, it's Anna Navarro because <laughs> she was just cursing in Spanish and was just, was just really like livening the mood and yeah. making me feel like things were going to be okay. So That's she's nice. like, if there's, if there's a, a if you're going to go through a horrible thing, go through it with Anna Navarro. All right. You'll have, uh, it, it'll be a little light. She's the, and is Anna Navarro's not the full time host. She is not. Right no, okay. she is on every Friday because Whoopi is not doesn't go on Fridays. But um, I think Whoopi has like a week off or something. Oh, okay. So Anna's uh, been on. All right, every That's day nice. that Whoopi's not there. Uh, just so you know, um, the person that was on the reel being interviewed about their sexual assault is named Jennifer Huff. Jennifer so Huff. Our thoughts. We love you. You are a queen, and you are being a voice for the voiceless and. Ignore every hateful thing that comes your way because what you're doing is incredible. Speaking your truth, we are very much with you. Um, in other news, uh, Kelly Clarkson has put out the track list for the Christmas album, which is coming out in like three weeks. It's coming out like mid-October. Oh, happy like, Halloween, everyone. I know. Halloween, fuck you. It's, you know, Kelly's angry Christmas album's coming. All right. <laughs> it seems like there are... Um, a few uh, originals, one called Glow featuring Chris Stapleton, one with Ariana Grande, Santa Can't You Hear Me, uh, 
There's Christmas Come Early, which I believe sounds like a, and Blessed both sound like original titles that I don't know. But she does Merry Christmas, Baby. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, which I don't know if I've said this publicly. I fucking hate that song. Oh, you do hate I've that song. Ne- I'm like, why do we keep playing this? Why like, do you hate it so it much? It just makes my skin crawl. Like, I don't think it's cute or fun or funny. I just don't like, I, I don't know, something about it just rubs me the wrong way. All right. Never well, I wish you peace. <laughs> Thank you. I <laughs> um, hope for peace. I'm looking forward to her last Christmas, though. That will be lovely. Yeah, yeah sure. I think that'll be a great sound for her. But again, just looking forward because Kelly's Wrapped in Red is one of those great Christmas albums that we cannot forget. And two good news for me, which someone else has emailed us about, I believe. Um, Austin. We'll get Austin, thank you. Yes. There are two shows that are being renewed, and you, we all know how I love when. Shows are renewed and not like, oh, they were done with telling stories, so we're ending it. Cough, cough, insecure, which of course I'll watch every frame of next month, but I'm still mad. Um, the other two, the show I cannot stop raving about, has been renewed for a season three. And Sex, Sex Education, a show I just begun its third season, has already been renewed for season four. On Netflix for that with HBO Max for the other two. And I also feel like the other two is getting so much more buzz this season. I feel it like really is. Everyone is talking about it. I hope you can note that I was on the train early on. Okay. Well, I was back on Comedy Central. I'm just glad more people are talking about that because I'm tired of just like being bombarded with just the, have you seen Ted Lasso? Oh, I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> have you seen Ted Lasso? Oh, I love Ted Lasso. I'm tired of hearing about Ted Lasso. Wow. I'm sure it's lovely and wonderful, but like... I'd like for another, I'd like to hear about people talking about another show that right. I probably won't watch. <laughs> <laughs> See, I felt like it was so much, maybe it, it's more annoying when you haven't watched the show, because I feel like it's a lot of like, White Lotus, White Lotus, have you seen White Lotus? I know, and, and then everyone wants to talk about it for a while, and I'm just like, I mean, I'm sure I would enjoy it if I watched it, but like, I'm not going to make that time. <laughs> what is it with you and like... Non Big Brother TV shows that you just like, but and non Handmaid's Tale TV shows, which apparently you're still on board. <laughs> it's for. just homework. It just feels yeah. like homework. That is. It weird. just feels like oh, I need because when I start a show, I need to finish it. You don't have to. You can give. I have to. <laughs> I need the full journey, mm. even if the rest of that journey is bad. I, I need to finish, and so I'm just like. I, the White Lotus, I imagine myself doing because it's a mini series. No, it's not. It's coming I guess back for now a season it's coming back two. For a season two, but I imagine after season two, they got they got a. I'm sure they'll big little lies or big little lies. Yes, it, but right? I think it'll it might be it might be more like a Ryan Murphy anthology thing. Like I feel like the whole cast is going to change, and so they could keep doing that for years. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I I guess I should watch White Lotus at some point, and I'm excited to finish Sex Education. Um, I assume you're going to talk about Big Brother later. We can talk about it now. Okay. I have, I have a lot of things that gave me moments. Okay, so that's can, good. We can talk Big Brother now. Let's talk about it now. So I received many tweets <laughs> on Thursday night as I'm, you know, leaving from my workout class and coming home. I'm getting tweets like, oh, my God, Matt, get ready to hear a lot about Big Brother next week because Matt Steele is going to be so excited. So I went home. I asked him about it. He didn't know what it was yet. I looked it up online and apparently as Kylan was being evicted, he you know, had a confrontation with Xavier and brought up his nephew, which was, I guess, a touchy subject. So could you give us more context to what happened Oh, I here? will give you context, Please. darling. So we finally got this season. <laughs> this season, which I will say has been an interesting season, okay. but not necessarily an entertaining one. Mm. Um, Would you think it was more entertaining if Tiffany was still there? Oh, yes, of course. Okay, well, Tiffany, I mean, Tiffany's a queen. Yes. No, but, um, but uh, so Xavier... Uh, his brother died a few months ago. Oh. Yeah. And so he has said on the show that he is playing for his nephew who now is fatherless and he wants to pay for it. His Kyland. nephew to go to college. You and, did not. I mean, yes. Kylan has been has slowly. You know how I was talking about how Ooh Sarah Beth may be the villain of the season. Yeah. No, this season it is full blown Kylan now because Kylan, as the season has gone on, has sort of become that sort of like mm, smug villain. I would say Ew. who like thinks he's the good guy, but is actually the bad guy. Does he know he's the bad guy yet? Like, no, he thinks oh, he he was no. just and right in this. So, um, Kylan's. 
uh, he ha- had this horrible idea that he wanted to go to the end with Xavier, which is a dumb idea because Xavier is going to win. I keep reading so about he, all of the people still in the house being like, I want to take Xavier. I it's know. Like, what? I can't talk about it. <laughs> like the, the, the strategy of the people left has just been so bizarre and so bad, but whatever. Is that what Cody did when he took Derek? Yes, but like the thing is like Cody... The, the, I won't get into okay. it. <laughs> I won't get into it. I'm impressed at you stopping yourself. I, I'm really. stopping myself with this because yes. I have to talk about the story. Okay. Him. So um, he he was like, it's going to be me and Xavier to the end that w- because I want to beat the best in the final two. And, That's so stupid. And it's so stupid because it's like the way you beat the best is to get them out get early them out so you could go against someone in the final two who you know you can beat. It's so fucking Arrogant and bad, bad, bad right. strategy. Right. Um, and it's great. And it was very annoying because Tiffany was the most strategic player and everything. But for um, for reasons, they were just like, oh, but we can't have Tiffany in the end because they misogyny. Well, because they were very much like, if we're going to have the first black winner, it has to be someone who wasn't a selfish player. And it's like you realize Tiffany literally destroyed all of her personal relationships and sacrificed everything for the cookout. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) To quote Tiffany in the diary room in one episode, shut the fuck up, Kylan. (laughs) So anyway, so uh, Kylan has saved Xavier a couple times, Mm. like with the veto most recently and everything in the the second double eviction. And so Kylan is on the block and Xavier also has the veto in his head of household and doesn't use the veto to save Mm. Kylan because Xavier's like, Kylan needs to fucking go because I know I can beat Derek F and Aza in the final HOH. Right. And so Derek F is like, well, I can't beat Kylan. So Derek F votes Kylan out. He's Mm. the sole vote to evict Kylan. So Kylan's just like, wow, wow, wow. And Derek F's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I just can't beat you in the end. And so then, Kylan is like, oh, it's not necessarily you. It's it's more so Xavier. So uh, so what's up? Like, can you explain it and everything? And and Xavier's like, you know, I just I just can't beat you in the end, and it'll be hard harder to beat you in the end. And and Kylan's like, wow. So um, so with Kobe, um, I guess like, how are you gonna explain this to him and everything? And we as the audience who never knew the nephew's name, right. were just like, is he talking about Kobe Bryant? <laughs> like, who the fuck is Kobe? And so Xavier just goes. Are you talking about my nephew right now? Oh, God. And Kylan's just like, well, I'm just saying, you know, since I guess now he really doesn't have a guy to look up to. Basically saying like, well. I didn't realize about the. Yes. Basically saying, well, your your, your brother's, you know, not there. And I guess he can't look up to you now because you're alive. Like, and it's like, whoa. Like, that is is a personal Shot. I can't believe he did that. I know. <laughs> and and the thing is, like, it was so calm. Like, it wasn't a big blowout no. fight. But and Xavier just calmly just goes, you know, Kylan, I suggest you stop talking. Oh, about my and you God. see, like, you see Derek like inch closer, and you and see like, and you see Oz inch closer, and, and like, just being like, <laughs> Kylan, Kylan, Kylan. And and Kylan's like, no, no, no. See, that's not really up to me. You know, I, I just, I just, you know. And Ky- the thing is, Kylan. He tries to sound smart, but in actuality says nothing at all. So of he course. can't even like really explain himself. Right. But he thinks he successfully is. And so after a while, because of course producers were like, ooh, let's let this go on for a little bit. <laughs> and then and then Xavier kept just being like, I suggest you stop talking about oh my, my nephew. God. And and you can tell things were getting tense. So all of a sudden you hear Julie Chen just go, Kylan, Kylan, Kylan. <laughs> Kylan, I need you out here right now. And then Kylan's like, yeah, yeah, I'm coming. And so Kylan like starts to leave the door and then he rushes back in to grab his cup or something. Mm. And it looks like he's like about to charge for Xavier. And you just hear Julie go, Kylan, Kylan, (laughs) Kylan, we need you out here right now. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just, is this my cup? Is this my cup? And they're like, yeah, that's yours, that's yours. And, And then literally he's giving his like final exit interview with Julie with a big, just like, Jackassy smile on his that. face, and he he's just like you know I I'd love to come back another season. I think I'm really good at this, and it's like man, you just clowned yourself. I like know. oh my god, everyone hates you. And then in his like uh, post eviction interviews with like news sources, they ask him they're like, do you regret saying that to Xavier? Yeah. And he's like, no. I mean, I I was very justified in saying that. Like it's an Jeez. honest question. Like that's <laughs> I even is that not a clue? If everyone keeps asking you like, do you regret this? That you yeah. should regret this. It's like sure, Kylan. I understand why you're mad. Like yes. you you've saved Xavier. You've protected but him for the last few weeks about his dead his, fucking brother. I'm saying that like well now your nephew has no one to look up to. 
Like that's, that is bad. And I am, low. and I am all about <laughs> dirty, awful shots taken that's in Big Brother. Low. But like that is quite that's low. That is quite low. Right. And I mean, you know, the reality television junkie in me was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. that it was it was low. Oof. And so now, of course, everyone's just like. We're rooting for Xavier. I like, mean, come on, Xavier. how can you not? How can you not? I mean, I mean, we're also like hoping that like Aza pulls out this final HOH and right. get Xavier's ass <laughs> out of there. But we're, you know, when Xavier wins in two days, we'll be like, good for you. Yeah, at least that happened to him. So now it looks like he's, you know, come overcome some sort of adversity. It's not yes. just like the Xavier show. He just like waltzed into it. So. Exactly. Yeah. So that was the drama. It was like, wow. I made Cecilia watch it and she had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> Did she enjoy it? Uh, she stayed away. That's good. She had a lot of questions and I tried explaining it and she was just like, all right, well, <laughs> I'm going to go up to Santa Barbara and do my production of Kismet. Well, good luck with Kismet. Uh, so great. That's I, I think that's all the news I had. Is there any other news I might have missed? I don't think so. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and be back with more 2K Maths. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back. We are back, guys. And we're going to do something really exciting today. We're going to answer three questions. Oh, my God. Three whole questions. Three whole questions on Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer some questions that you guys might have. Mm. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at 2gaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. So the first question comes to us from Leah. Hey, Leah. Leah says, morning music. Hi, Mats. My name is Leah, and I recently started listening to your podcast, but I've watched your YouTube channel for about a year now. Oh, yay. Your faces always put a smile on my face. I like to listen to your podcast in the morning to put me in a good mood, and I always follow it up with Fantasy by Mariah Carey to yes. energize me on my way to class slash work. Leah's a queen. What songs do you guys like to listen to in the morning? Do you prefer upbeat, energetic music or more down-tempo, relaxing music? Thank you for all the great content. I hope you both have a great week. Well, I actually start off like she does generally with a podcast in the morning because my new podcast is released in the morning. Like on Tuesdays, The Read comes out. On Wednesdays, I have several. There's The Deep Dive with Jessica St. Clair and June Diane Raphael, which I really like. There's Keep It as well. And um, sometimes I'll listen to... Well, I shouldn't say if I only listen sometimes, but... <laughs> you, I, I shouldn't like drag them. I'm not going to drag them, but like I don't always listen to this other podcast that also comes out on Wednesdays, which is cool. Um, and then I'm trying to think on Thursdays, I think I have a podcast I listen to, but I can't think of it at the moment um but i usually have like every oh and legends only on mondays so i have like my daily podcast you listen routine. to so many podcasts I do listen to a lot of podcasts. you're a psycho i like podcasts it's nice oh my god that's so many even now. like honestly and this is gonna sound more psychopathic but even sometimes i'll just have it on while i'm working and like be like a third listening not even half but it just feels like Comforting? Oh, <laughs> I can't do that. It's like these are my friends and they're chatting. It's like, oh, look at them. <laughs> well, at least you're like mainly focusing on work and yes. not the podcast. I mean, it's, sometimes it's neck and neck. Okay. <laughs> but uh, music, I definitely would prefer an up tempo thing. It depends on what's new out. Like, I feel like I my so crazy right now playlist probably starts with That's What I Want by Lil Nas X. Which, by the way, congrats on the number two Montero, number okay. two on the album chart. Amazing. And I was honestly surprised I didn't see more. Drake tops the Lil X headlines. Like, that seems like the obvious joke, because, like, Drake is That's number funny. one, right? Like, That's why funny. did no one do that? Well... Why, why have a microphone? You I should guess. be a journalist. <laughs> I should be. Um, but I don't think I have specific like songs I wake up to and listen to in the morning, like you do fantasy, even though I think fantasy is a great way to start your day. Hello. Yeah. Who needs coffee? I mean, well, I, I think you're all crazy because you want to know what music I listen to in the morning? Oh. Literally none. Oh. <laughs> I want no music in the morning. Interesting. Oh, well, you know me in mornings. I mean, I know that, but like how long are you like that? <laughs> Until my shower. Okay. I Matt Palmer knows this. I do not function in the morning. I do not crack a smile. My <laughs> eyes don't even open unless they absolutely have right. to. Until I have gotten in the shower. <laughs> and then in the middle of the shower, 
I become more awake and I am inspired to create my own music with my vocals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I would say the music I listen to first in the morning is myself <laughs> <laughs> singing some show tunes, mm. but music playing at me in the morning. No, 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 no. Really? No. Oh, oh, no, no. I, I don't, mean... No, when it is the morning, I don't want to know anything exists. <laughs> I don't want to know you exist. I don't even want to like, know I exist. It could be like a little energizer, you no, know? No, no, no. I'm furious in the morning. I mean, I'm not a morning person either, but like, it takes me less time than it takes you, it seems. It takes me a solid hour to wake up. Wow. Yeah, I'm a heavy sleeper. I am too. An insanely heavy sleeper. I am too. Wow, yeah, how's your sleeping? You said you've been waking up. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> we're back. We're back. Okay. Whew. All thank right, you, so, Leah, for the question. Thank you, Leah, for the question. Uh, next question comes from Cole. Cole says, email my heart. Guys, my question for you is, what do you see or want Taylor Swift to do for touring in the future since she's now got three albums in the can? Personally, I think a lover slash songs from the vault tour would be everything mm. and maybe a smaller... A smaller second show for folklore and evermore because I don't see those songs working in the bigger for the bigger stages. Yeah. Huh. I hadn't thought about it, but I think that makes a lot of sense. Kind of like uh, when Lady Gaga was doing her Enigma residency, but then would have her like little jazz nights on in a different club close by. I feel like yeah. The thing is. Those albums were so huge that I'm sure if she wanted to have like I'm like a storytelling sit down and just to play the guitar show with Evermore and um, folklore songs and older uh, you know music that translates well in that way. Of course, everyone would go see it. Mm-hmm. But I think an intimate setting with her fans when she's such a giant artist would be so cool. And also knowing Taylor and she loves money, she could charge a billion dollars for tickets. Oh my god, it's like you a know? thousand bucks a ticket. Oh, people would see that, right? I, um, and I honestly like this folklore evermore era is a more like intimate era. For like sure. I could see her wanting to promote that yes. in a more intimate way, not like a big stadium tour. Because if it was a stadium and it's just her and a mic, like everyone there would be singing along to every song. And like, would you even hear her? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you just be telling all those kids next to you to shut the hell exactly. up. Exactly. So I mean, I think what you have proposed is maybe the best idea. I think. Um, and it would be, I mean, at this point in her career, it would be so cool to see her in like a really small setting. I'm sure her fans would love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's got like a million different versions of these folklore slash Evermore albums. She yes. might as well have different versions of hey. her, her tour. <laughs> it only makes <laughs> you know? sense. Uh, next question comes to us from Austin. Question for the podcast. Hello, Matt's longtime listener, first time oh, podcast. We know you, question, Austin. Right? We know Austin. <laughs> uh, firstly, congratulations to Matt Palmer and I because sex education has been renewed for a fourth season. Yes. Now, to the actual question. If there was another rendition of Lady Marmalade recorded, who would you choose to collaborate on it? I would choose Ariana Grande, Dua Lipa, Doja Cat, and Megan Thee Stallion. Mm. I think they'd all be up to it. And would suit the song well. Interesting. I think those are not bad choices. Yeah. I just personally, for me, would probably take Doja Cat off um, and have Megan. And um, I'm trying to think of who could be in the Doja Cat spot, though. Like maybe a, like a Normani or like. Um, Oh, what like about a- Chloe? Chloe, exactly. That'd be amazing. I just feel like, you know, she has one solo song. <laughs> like, let's not get crazy. She's amazing and I love her. But um, I'm trying to think of who are other artists that could be in that like era with I mean, them. I find it interesting that like, uh, um, uh, is Cardi B like too big to want to do like a four person thing? No, but she- I mean, Ariana Grande is. I mean, exactly. No, Ariana would be singing the Christina part, of course. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you could switch out Megan or Cardi. I think either of them would do it. And uh, I think Megan just feels a little like newer and fresher and Cardi feels more established, even though she has just one album. <laughs> okay. But. I think who who else who are we missing from uh, our discussion? Um, well, I'm really down for like a real depressing oh. uh, Lady Marmalade. <laughs> so we're doing Billy, Olivia, Lana, and Lord. Wow! <laughs> now uh, that would be that. that- that would be a Lady Marmalade that, that would I be, would be interested in hearing. Hey, you know what? Lord killed Break the Ice when she did it live a few weeks ago for Vogue. So oh, I, she did. She's, I was like, why is this a Lord song and why is it excellent? <laughs> I, well, because it's just an excellent fucking song, period. And when you have an excellent song, period, it works in all ways. It's true. That was really something. So maybe her Lady Marmalade would be amazing. Uh, but yeah, I think your lineup is good. I maybe would switch out Doja for Normani just for my personal taste. Okay. I want to see Normani. Sounds good. Yeah. That, those oh, are those are the questions. questions. Okay, <laughs> All right, Matt, still have a question for you. Yes. What has been give, giving you moments? Okay, well, I have two. Oh, let's go. Well, I guess two, but 
I saw Dear Evan Hansen this week. Yeah. I thought it was lovely. That's Did good. you see it? No. I thought it was lovely. Right. I had a, I like I think people are shitting on it a little too hard. Like <laughs> okay. come on guys. I had never seen the musical before. Yeah. Um and I really enjoyed it. I mean, is it like a little sappy? Yeah, yeah but right. It works. It totally works for the demographic it's playing to. It's, it's going for families mm-hmm. of like you know a feel good emotional moment, and I really enjoyed it. I think all the performances were really good. And Did you miss the songs that weren't there or were shortened or whatever? Uh, I, I mean, I do like. Does anybody have a map? Mm. I like it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, I I enjoyed it, and I. It was my first time experiencing the story. Um, I mean, I had read the story on Wikipedia, but I know the stage version is different from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I think I heard about what was added and everything, and and I liked it. I don't know. I I think it had a lot to say about, um, you know, not just obviously the suicide of it all and the the depression of it all and everything, but the sort of the dangers in... uh, uh, capitalizing on other people's trauma for mm. your own benefit of it all. Like sure. that aspect I feel like was really highlighted in the movie. And I think that was really interesting and I really enjoyed it. Great. Other movie I saw this week. If you want to see some acting, ladies and gentlemen, mm. you need to see Jessica Chastain in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Really? <laughs> oh my God. She's acting her face off. It's insane. It's so much fun. She is just. Did you go to the theater? I went to the theater for oh. it. Yeah, of course. It was one of those fancy AMCs where um, uh, they like serve you. Oh, I love that. Yeah, but I didn't order anything. But it was just nice having like the little <laughs> table in front of me. Right. Uh, I went at like 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> it Interesting. Was, uh, it was directed by uh, Michael Showalter, who I love. He directed um, uh, My Name is Alice a couple years ago mm, with okay. uh, uh I think that was the name of it with Sally Field. Okay. Adorable movie. He's also, you know, the one behind Wet Hot American Summer, which is a classic. Um, but yeah, I think he did a bang up job with this movie. Um, Andrew Garfield is also in it. He's also excellent. Great. But Jessica Chastain, like, <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Like, she's got to be, she's got to be nominated for an Oscar. I was going to say. She's one of the front runners right now. She has some stiff competition with uh, uh, Kristen Stewart right now. They're mm. kind of the two that everyone's talking about. But. Has but Jessica Chastain won an Oscar? No, she has not. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, she, she's very much a front runner, but she's she's kind of giving it all. She she's giving you camp. She's mm. giving you drama. She's giving you singing. Right. <laughs> so she's kind of <laughs> doing it all. She's giving you lots of prosthetics. I mean wow. that jaw, that that jaw. It's like Jennifer Holiday's jaw. Like becoming like. <laughs> It's it's very big and, yes. and it's there and it's in your doing face it. and she's giving you lots and lots of scenes where mm. she's acting her face off. The okay. scene where um, her husband reveals that like he had this affair and everything, she really knocks it out of the park and it's like damn. But she's still so funny. Yeah, the movie's still so funny despite all the drama because it really, um, you know, it it's about you know these evangelicals like lives and and they're so over the top and ridiculous. So the movie has that camp factor to it. So. There's like like a, a twinge of comedy even mm. in the most dramatic moments, yeah. which you know I love. So I really enjoy myself. Go check it out. All right. Movies are back. Movies are back. Broadway is back. Broadway is back. <laughs> um, well, my giving you moments, uh, I feel like I talk about it every week in one capacity or the other. But I just must say, hey, I didn't consume a lot of media this week. I'm getting ready to move. Things are happening. I also was sent, I'm back on the the songwriting, like not songwriting thing, but the singing songs that other people have written thing. I'm back on the songwriting Not back thing. on the songwriting. No, no, no. Doing ba- I got two pitches for songs that I need to be recording, so I'm focused on that. And also it's just like, whew, everyone's not a songwriter. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Uh... I finally today got a chance to watch my Sunday Housewives, which are uh, Potomac and Salt Lake City. And I must say, this last episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac is one of the most ridiculous and like fun episodes of television I've ever seen. It is so incredibly funny. Everyone is so insane off the rocker. They're doing a lot of editing work, which a lot of times I feel like is compensating for lack of drama, but it's not in this case. It kind of just was playing into the whole comedy of it all. So basically, two of the cast members, Giselle and Robin, are having, they're starting a podcast, because you know, that's what everyone does. Okay. And it's called Reasonably Shady. So Giselle invites everyone over to quote unquote her house, but her house is not done or finished or like, it looks horrible and so she like has a tent in her driveway that they all sit in (laughs) 
oh, and no. big Wayfair chairs, and they like have signs being like, "Is it in this situation? Do you think it's reasonable or shady to react this way?" And it's just like ridiculous and it's nonsense. Wait, hold on. Yes, this is happening on a podcast. No, <laughs> they're promoting the podcast on the show. And because they're announcing that they're starting a podcast, okay. the podcast is now out in real time. But they were just announcing it uh, while filming the show, and so to celebrate their announcement of the podcast, they're having the ladies over to go out to uh, Giselle's driveway to sit in a tent. In <laughs> yes, the okay, to great. Sit in a driveway. This is right after Candace has shot a music video for her single "Drive Back," in which Mia asked Candace's mother if uh, her husband, as Candace calls him, the her husband who's also her manager, okay, uh, was getting paid. <laughs> And uh, her mother was basically like, no, she, no, he's not. I didn't know he was going to quit his job and just be a house husband. And wow. So a lot is coming to the head in this scene uh, out in the driveway. It's really fun for all of us. Karen, who is my favorite, the Grand Dame, has just been vaccinated. She says, vaccinated. <laughs> I love the her, people who say vaccinated. She says, vaccinated. Her arm hurts. She's like getting delirious. She can't hear what people are saying. Iconic. Uh, someone has to back out Candace, like uh, Giselle's daughter, who's a very bad driver, just getting her learner's permit. Took the learner's permit test like four or five times, just barely passed just now. Asks to back out Candace's Lexus and scratch. Oh no, I love that it's drama. It's just so much ridiculous. Like as fun and as interesting as Salt Lake City and Beverly Hills are because of like huge legal stakes weighing in both season and both of those seasons. There's everything is so light and ridiculous in this and like housewifey in the best way on Potomac right now. Next week there are previews in which people just are throwing salad at each other and I'm uh. like this is what I signed up for. This That's, is the show I want. <laughs> I can think of nothing more real housewives and on brand with real housewives than they started throwing salad. Because at each it's other. like we've all done the wine toss. We've ta- flipped tables. It's time to throw salad. It's time to throw salad. <laughs> it's time to throw salad. This is interesting because I've I had a concept for a movie in my head that I've been wanting to write for a little while now yeah. and. Uh, Throwing salad is involved. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you need the scene, I'll send it over to you. If you, they'll inspire, if I need get those juices uh, flowing. Uh, I'm so scared that like they are, they're gonna just say I'm like stealing that content though. And you'll just just be referencing it. No, but you know how like songwriters now they're, they're like <laughs> attached to every song like. Taylor Swift's gonna come through the woodwork of, of she, my movie and be like, you know, I was a part of this too. I don't think Taylor's a part of the Housewives of Potomac, so I think you're okay. <laughs> Everyone's demanding a credit these days. It is so true. I don't want I don't want Bravo to come, I don't want Andy Cohen to come after me. Uh, we wow. want to be we want to be friends with. Him. We want to be on his show. I mean, half of Devo's is Mariah quotes, so I think you're probably <laughs> fine. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of vaccinated, yes, are you gonna get a booster it, as soon as it's available? Yeah, I think it like it is available. Like you can sign up, and if you're just like, did you I sign up? Uh, I. I have the link to sign up. Okay, send me the link. Last I heard, it was just for people who uh, had like special conditions or maybe were older than 65 or whatever. I hear now they're accepting people who work in high risk jobs, but like oh. if you sign up, you can just be like, I, I want it. And they'll be like, okay. <laughs> okay, well, if you send me that link, I'll do it. Yeah, okay. I want oh my God, we should go to get that. should be like our last thing we do as roomies. That's true, our last hurrah. As oh if God. we're not going to see each other every week, once or twice <laughs> to do this damn show. But it's different. It's different. This time I'll have my name attached to my own gas. That is true. First time for everything. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> well, guys, this is so much fun. What a lovely time we've had with all of you. And um, it, is there anything else you want to tell the people before we say goodbye? That I love them. Yes. That Broadway is back. Broadway is back. <laughs> See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. 